I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This, two, is one. The Real Brian Show. Hello. It's time to have some fun. Are you ready? I'm excited. We've got our thoughts on the new Doctor Strange movie and Star Trek Strange New Worlds coming up in just a little bit. We've got some really good stories to share as well with you. Oh my gosh, so much fun coming. Grab your favorite drink. Let's nerd out together. End the week right. Have some fun. And by the way, no agenda, no format. Let's hit record and let's see what happens. Hello. I've been waiting for you three. Who are you? Yeah, who are you? I am the architect. But please, call me Larry. Hey, Larry. <laughs> Larry. <laughs> I created The Matrix and several popular video games, including Cubert and Dick Duck. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. I didn't create Frogger, but I came up with the name for it. Can you believe they wanted to call it Highway Crossing Frog? <laughs> that is so lame. I know. It's the lamest thing I've ever heard of. Let's rock it! Highway oh Crossing gosh. Frog. Yeah, that is so lame. I know. I played. I played the crap out of that when I was a little kid, dude. <laughs> I loved Highway totally. Crossing Frog and Cubert. I never played Dig Dug though. I never played Dig Dug. I played. Uh, I played a lot of uh, Pitfall. Remember Pitfall? On yeah, the yeah. I never played that much either. But I was a big Centipede player, by the way. So it was like Centipede, Centipede yeah. and Mousetrap from ColecoVision. My grandparents had a ColecoVision. <laughs> they had a mousetrap game in ClickoVision. Oh, it that. was so fun too. And I, I that's awesome. the only thing, you know, so I never, we had a Commodore 64, I think when I was a kid, cause that was like the only thing, you know, that was allowed. And, and all my friends had like the Ataris and the Nintendo and everything else. And I just, I wasn't allowed to have that, you know? So I get to play all the other games and all, but uh, yeah, man, Highway Crossing Frog on, on the, it was Highway Crossing Frog and uh, I'm just going to call it that. I'm not going to call it Frogger. Yeah, let's just call it that from now on. <laughs> <laughs> highway Crossing, people are like, what the heck is Highway Crossing Frog? Uh, <laughs> highway Crossing Frog and Centipede were my two favorites on the Commodore 64. Pretty good times, but yeah. did you like that? That That's the version of the Matrix that I remember, by the way. That was the, the when yeah. I saw it in the theater, that was a theatrical version, by the way. And then they, yeah. when they released it to digital, they changed it. And it was some, some other, other more yeah. serious dude. Yeah, I, I, I was a very big fan of that. I, I like the I like the goofy version better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many. Uh, <laughs> I am the architect, but you may call me Larry. 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 All right. Welcome to the O'Brien Show. Thank you, seriously, for joining us. Have you checked out? all of the other videos and episodes and everything else going on. If you've not already listened to that episode, the interview with Vincent Puglisi, which came out, let's see, that's been, wow, last week already. Oh yeah, it was just last week. That's right. Yeah, yeah, last Monday. If you've not checked it out already, great interview, good conversation, check it out. And of course, I'm curious to know though, if you've subscribed to the YouTube channel or not, whether or not you watch this Friday episode or listen to it, it doesn't matter. Have you subscribed and made sure to, uh, you know, hit that bell for notifications because here's the deal. We've got reviews, like we talked about the Picard season two wrap up this this week. We've done all kinds of stuff, by the way. And this next week, I think we're going to talk about Star Trek Strange New Worlds because that mm-hmm. just came out. So we have to talk about that. Oh, yeah. We've got to talk about Halo when that wraps. We've got so many things, you know, coming up with movies and TV shows. We want to talk about the new Top Gun Maverick movie. 
So don't miss those. And they're only on the YouTube channel, by the way. And same with those product yeah. reviews. I mean, we've got the lightsaber, the loft mat. I just did two mouse reviews this week, by the way. You know, like mice, you know, these these guys. Yeah, not the, not the squeaky ones, but the yeah. squeaky ones. Yeah. <laughs> or the ones from uh, Babe that are like, send me free, right? No, wait, what were they? What all the, the blue moon? That one. Yeah, that, those guys, dude. Ah. Gosh, nice. I can't get as high as I used to. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the vibrato, the moon. Oh, man, I got to practice. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I do that in front of the mirror after the show. Yeah, that's just, I'm I'm mad at myself right now. Are you disappointed, no. Captain? Like I am? No, I'm I'm high on life right now. Everything's great. Okay, good, uh, good. So well, much good things going on right now. So good, and and what also is good is subscribe to the YouTube channel. I mean, please, even if you don't watch it regularly, please just subscribe and and you know give us a like and let us know what you think of seeing us in person because it is kind of yeah. interesting. And we're so good looking too. I mean, just well after all the Pilates you've been doing. Speaking Put it on that, mute and just going, gaze man? into our eyes. I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah, just like wow. <laughs> oh, I went Brian's down another eyes pound are and so a half. Dreamy. Captain's beard. Just want to stroke it. It's clean and got some gray in it. Uh, yeah, I went down another pound and a half. Dude, congrats, man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was I was plateaued for a while. Then I then I started starting to go down again. So very common. Yeah. Yeah, weight plateaus happen. In fact, I th- I think I learned about that the first time when I was reading Four Hour Body from Tim Ferriss, and he was saying, when you're trying to actually lose fat, you will eventually plateau, and that's normal. It's normal for everyone. And so then he talks about some ways to get over it. So when you said that, and you were really disappointed. I'm like, no, no, it's okay, man. You got yeah. this. But then you just went over the hump. So you're going down. Again I hope morning. so. At oh, least okay. I've, I'm over a hump. We'll see if I plateau again. Yeah. But you know, I'm not. I'm not discouraged. I was discouraged for a little bit, but then, but I never for once thought I'm just going to screw this whole program I'm on and no more Pilates. I never, that never crossed my mind. I, regardless of this weight plateau that I hit over the last few weeks, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I'm still getting in better shape. I'm eating better. I'm eating, eating better than I ever have in my life. I am exercising better than I ever have in my life. Um, yeah, I feel really good. So good, man. Yeah. Isn't this exciting? It's like, you know, you're, you're, you're paying attention to what you're eating. You're feeling good. You're going to Pilates, you're getting stronger and, and functionally healthier too, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, and I've been honestly on that same, it's not a kick. Like I'm trying to make it a lifestyle. I, I feel like right. I, I fell off the wagon, you know, a few years ago with, with when COVID hit, it's like, I was doing so well. And I, I keep talking about this in March of 2020. I was, I was at like close to optimal weight, feeling great. Everything shut down, gained a ton back and just it. So losing it all is the hardest part, right? And and I'm getting there, but it's like I'm, I'm trying to do it slowly so that it's not this unsustainable thing. But I'm feeling better too, and I'm biking more, and you know now that it's getting nicer finally. So booyah! Nice and hot, nice and hot. Yeah, yeah. I I hope uh, we. It's hard too because like we went from cold, windy, cold, windy, cold, windy, hot, and I was like, yep, we we skipped spring this year. It, it happens sometimes. It it's happens not a lot, not unusual, but uh, it does yeah, happen. Yeah, it's frustrating. I think I. I hate it more when they skip fall, you know, when it goes from like hot, 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 hot snow. I like it when you go cool down, beautiful fall leaves <laughs> with spring. At least the flowers still come out. The leaves still come out. You know, what's funny is most of our trees are still bare. It's the middle of May. Oh, really? Almost. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah. We're, we're not about ours. two weeks late this year. Ours exploded in Iowa just the last two weeks. So just, yeah, everything's leafed out now. So oh, that's yeah. nice. I know I, it's so a lot funny, of rain. You know, that, that spring starts in March. 21st, you know, or 22nd or 20th, depending on whatever. Well, it's yep. uh, spring is like in full bloom two full months later here in Colorado. And usually it's about a month and a half, but this year it'll be two full months. It's just, wow, not cool, bro. 
Oh, well. Oh, well. Dude, but you've got something else exciting going on this week. Yeah, this week is my 10-year anniversary with my wife. Uh, so we're celebrating. We're, we're celebrating on the down low. I wanted to take her to Chicago and and do a day trip and, you know, stay in a nice hotel and go out to some nice restaurants or whatever. But yeah. she didn't want that. She didn't She didn't want to leave the house for a couple of days, leave the kittens behind. So gotcha. uh, we're just going to go to a nice it. restaurant here in Des Moines and yeah, nice. it'll be fun. So yeah, 10-year awesome, anniversary. Dude. So and, Congratulations. Uh, going, on, going on 50. Yeah, I so, love it. Uh, yeah. I love it, man. Congratulations and happy anniversary, by the way, too. And um, thank you. You know, my birthday is next Thursday. That's that's May nineteenth, yeah. by the way. Um, yeah. Which you know, remembering birthdays is hard. Uh, I'm I'm usually very terrible yeah. at it. I, I started, I've uh, known you for how many years now, Brian? And I still yeah, don't remember that your birthday is May nineteenth. So I know. I, you know, and I, <laughs> I I would forget people's birthdays all the time. Actually, it was it was the craziest thing. Then I realized, well, at least in the iPhone anyway, if you go into the contacts and under, you know, like if you're in my contacts. True. That's so true. if you go in there, there's a little section for birthday and you just oh. enter in the birthday and then it pops up in your calendar every single year. So oh, it's really, yeah. I started doing that. It's like, as soon as I learned somebody's birthday, it they're in, it's in their contact and instantly I'll remember it every year. So it's awesome. I know it's like, get, get your phone and make it happen. Cause I, I don't remember. Yeah. You know, I never remember. It's fun. I'm going to do it. Keep talking. I'm going to do it. Go well, ahead. Speaking of uh, birthdays, I, I want to do a huge shout out to seven blue seven, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Seven. Um, I'm going to keep the address and everything out of, you know, because uh, we don't want everybody to know where seven lives. Um, he sent me this package actually and said, please check it out. And so I thought, okay, cool. And I got it. I opened it by the way, a little bit and I started to pull it out and wait, wait, let's do this on the show. This will be fun. So seven. Yeah. Thank you. I wanted to pull everything out. And again, I don't want to I don't want to have the address and everything for all to see. Uh, throw that, you know, just throw it down. All right. So first of all, uh, let's see. We've got, oh, okay. This is for, you know, here we go. Trust your ability. I love that. Thank you. This should go up actually, you know, somewhere where people nice. can see. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Frame months. that sucker. Yeah, I'm going to put that up because it's a, re- you know what? That's a good reminder right now because uh, Captain, I don't know, you and I have had conversations about this, but I've had an issue with, kind of believing in what I have to offer. And a lot of it's just because you don't hear, you don't hear the affirmation. And so you wonder like, True. Yeah. am I, am I, sense. am I making a difference? Do I have any, am I worth it? I mean, I ask that question a lot and I don't know, maybe it's because I put myself out there too much. I don't know. But anyway, there you go. And um, he sent me a book here, Hollywood heroes. Okay. Thank you. I I've never heard of this oh, before, nice. but I'm going to, so hold on. He wrote something inside. Oh, Oh, look at this. Look at this little note here. Uh, I won't read all of it, but he says, thank you for being a positive influence in this crazy world and for encouraging people to release their inner superheroes. Nice. And, and more, but I'll, I'll stop there. That's great. It's, it's a That's more awesome. Pre- That's awesome. Thank you. Seven. Appreciate that. All right. Now the other thing, and this one is from, let's see here. Ah, okay. So that was from seven, the book. This is from Emberly. Okay. So let me, let me pull this out really quick. This guy's been sitting in the background here. And you probably saw him. This is a Borg, of course. The, uh, yeah, Star Trek. Captain, when you were here, that he was sitting, he was overlooking your shoulder yeah, right yeah. over here. So I pulled him out to put him over here in the background just because, hey, you know, he's got to be, uh, you can't really see him right there. Here, I'll pull him a little over there, but he's he's crowding, you know, the, the La Serena. Anyway, Emberly <laughs> sent that out a while ago. And oh, so Emberly sent this, which is, let's see here. Oh, next, Star Trek, the next generation autographs 
are from Emberley. Okay. Okay. Wow. Really? So thank. Wow. Well, here we got to open this. You ready yeah, for this dude. one, Captain? Totally. This is kind of fun. I never open anything on the show. I've never, like, I've never been sent any kind of anything. <laughs> this is kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. You remember mail? You know, the little, uh, like the, the, the post person? Post I still get mail, mail every person. day. Yeah, we still get mail. Most of the time it's junk mail, but yeah, I still get like uh, quarterly statements and stuff like that from okay. investments and yeah. I was going to say, I never get mail from people because nobody sends anything anymore. Okay, hold on. I don't want to <laughs> rip anything. Oh, okay. It's tight. It's ooh, each. There's a lot of tape involved. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and I don't want Don't to, rip any autographs. That's what I was worried about. So, uh, hey, you know, I got to pull the tape off. Oh, let me share a story really quickly while I'm doing this. This tea that I'm drinking today. Cool story. So, you know, our, our favorite Whoa. Happy Lucky's place. Yeah, cool story, bro. We decided to bike down there the other day. I, you know, I, I wanted some tea instead of coffee. Mm-hmm. We get down there and uh, we're talking to this person and, you know, we're having a great conversation. She's super, super nice and everything. Her name's shout out to Bethany, by the way. Thank you, Bethany. You're awesome. Really, you're awesome. And we were just chatting about some stuff. And all of a sudden, um, she's like, oh, well, you know, I, I said something about we we had George on the show and stuff like that. And she's like, wait, what show? And so I said, hey, it's a real Brian show. And so we were talking. And anyway, all that being said, um, there we go. She introduced me to something that I have to try and I'm, I'm very excited, but here we go. I got it open. So the first thing here is, uh, Oh, look at this. Speaking. We were talking about Picard. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. So if you see right there, it's signed. That's awesome. And then, uh, Oh wow. Marina, Marina Sirtis. Hey guys. Yeah. Uh, Oh, Troy. Troy. That's awesome. Well, there you go. Thank you guys. Really appreciate I was, that. I was swooning over Will Wheaton there Will for Wheaton. some reason. I'm going to put it back there. Well, I appreciate He's that gift. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Will, this tea that I'm drinking today is called Kier. So it's K-H-E-E-R. And it's a, it's a puer tea, which is a fermented tea. Yeah. Which is we, it Mongolian? Sounds uh, Mongolian. So it's called, it's called Kier Chai Rice Pudding is what it is. Oh. And if I smell it, Okay, so when we go to, you know, like Himalayan, get some Himalayan food, you know, the Himalayan. Yeah. <laughs> um, it smells like basmati rice, some kind of a really, well, Middle Eastern Mediterranean style food kind of. Gosh, it smells amazing. Huh. Okay, but it, it is a sweeter in the sense of that it's got cinnamon chips and uh, it's got cardamom and clove and stuff in there. No okay. sugar, no sugar, just straight. Huh. Yeah, I... Whenever I go to an Indian uh, restaurant that has a buffet, I always get the rice pudding for dessert. And it's so, and, and you put cinnamon in it. It's so amazing. That is incredible, dude. Yeah. Let me explain what this is. And I don't know all the details. I, I need to learn how it grows, but there's a thing. Uh, gosh, I mean, I, I know a little bit of Mandarin, but I don't know how to pronounce this one. It's, I think it's pronounced new, new, Michong. new, Michong. It's a rare plant that's indigenous to the tropical rainforest in the south of the Yunnan province in China mm-hmm. on the Laotian border. Oh, yeah. And so all the, it, car, all the karst landscape down there. Yeah. Yeah. The big, big it's a limestone. It's a plant. And so when they crush the leaves, there's this basmati rice smell that comes from it. And so they get this what they call uh, it's tuocha, tuocha, T-U-O. I don't know how to pronounce it. Tuocha. Let's go with that. And so it's a plant that smells and tastes like rice, basmati rice, but it's actually, there's no rice involved at all. So they take that and then what they'll do is they'll take puer leaves and 
Uh, and again, I don't know the whole details, but typically you dry leaves, the tea leaves, you know, and that way they, and then they do their oxidation and everything else. So that's where you can get like white green tea, all that. Yeah. Uh, the black tea, all that good stuff with this, they keep them wet so that, and then they pack them together and then they'll stick this, uh, this rice pudding to a chalk kind of herb in there with it. And then mm. the wet leaves will actually sit there and ferment and some are aged 50 to a hundred years. And so you're going to get what? that fermentation process. Yeah, it's crazy. And then they that pack them long? in these little, like little cakes and then they wrap them up and eventually they're dry. And then you open them up and you put these cakes into your tea and then they open up like regular tea leaves. This, however, was not packed into a cake. It probably was originally. And then they break the cakes apart and then they put in all the additional chai spices into this one. Oh, so they're okay. already fermented, but they're loose leaf at this point now. Uh, but anyway, that's that's what I know. The pu- pu'er is supposed to be really good for you. I don't know how much of the probiotic benefit you get from the fermentation. I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I'd yeah, like to learn about that. But my gosh, dude, this is, it's so smooth. It has zero bitterness. And like mm. you take this drink and it's just like, perfect it, it's, it's like the smoothest roundest mouthfeel i think i've had from tea and then the other one that i got which we actually sampled here's the cool story i was asking about puer all this time i've never had puer tea in my life and i've read about it and i've heard about it and so she was bringing it up and i said how do you do this you know and, and she was showing me these little wrapped up you know bird's nest cakes or whatever is what they looked like and she said let's experiment together so Dear Bethany says, follow me. And she comes over and she's showing me the brewing process and unwrapping it and sticking it in the tea and watching this cake just kind of spread out into leaves and everything. 30 seconds for the China sticky rice to a child, which is the one that's um, it's not not the one I'm drinking. And she pours it and, you know, we get those little samples and I'm just like, wow, that's so good. It's, it's like a really, really good, almost green tea flavor with that rice oh. pudding kind of flavor as well. That's it. That's all it was in it. So good. Then she says, here, pours the rest out into a cup and says, enjoy, take it on the house, you know, (laughs) really, really nice. And I just thought, oh my gosh. And so I said, well, I've, I love this puer so much and I wanted to try the cure chai as well. So that's what I'm trying for today for the first time. But anyway, there you go. So happy luckies. They have some of the best tea I've ever had in my entire life. I'm going to put a link to them in the show notes, by the way. Okay. Um, Unfortunately, uh, it's not an affiliate. So nothing goes back to the show. Maybe I'll talk to George and be like, hey, George. Can you help out the show a little bit? But either way, I want you to go check it out because it's <laughs> yeah, done really good see, man. So thank you to 7Blue7 Seven Seven, and thank you to Bethany and George from Happy Luckies. You guys are all amazing. I mean, honestly, you, you fuel the real Brian show. You both, you all three do. So when Doctor Strange and the, you know, multiverse of madness came out, we talked about going to see it. And unfortunately, a couple of my movie buddies have moved away out of state. Yeah. The other Including movie me. buddy. Yeah, well. The other movie buddy that I typically would go with is still not a hundred percent comfortable. And on top of that, uh, is, is dealing with a, a little bit of a medical issue right now, which, um, not fun. So he couldn't go either. And so then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to reach out to some other people. You know, I don't have a lot of movie buddies and I'm just, I gotta, I don't know. I have a hard time going to a movie by myself. It's like, I'll just watch it at home then. I might as well just wait. You know, why would I spend the money to go to a movie by myself when I could just see it at home by myself? You know, yeah, I like sure. going to a movie with people, you know, it's for the event. It's for the, anyway. Even though you can't talk to them during the movie. No, but you, but you do. Talk you to go them before and after the movie. But you go like, whoa, or that was really cool. Or what did you, oh, you know. The, it's you can just the event, yeah. Yeah, it's the experience before and after. And, and then, yeah, you're chatting about it after. You know, I watch a movie in the middle of the night, you know, and something, and I, I, I'm i going to call you up and you're sleeping. Like, Dude, what did you think? Well, I didn't watch it yet. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just not the same. 
I couldn't find anyone to go. I'm sorry. I, I, uh, I feel like a, a loner right now. I, I don't have any friends. So <laughs> well, that's not true. We know that, but, uh, <laughs> I feel like well, it's, but I but got, to, got see to see Dr. It, Strange. So, yeah. Yeah. Talk about it. So I have a, I have a story. I, I, I don't have too much to say about the movie, uh, just a few things, but I do have a story about going to the movie, which was interesting. Uh, so I took my movie buddy, my mother-in-law, my dear old mother-in-law, uh, we went to see, uh, it last weekend and, we, uh, you know, we went to a, a, a theater that serves you food in the, in the theater itself. So yeah. you get there a half hour early while you're, while you're ordering food, you're watching like clips from other Dr. Strange stuff and, and, oh, that's so and cool. all that. It's really not, they don't have commercials at this theater. It's fantastic. Yeah, so that's what no you were mentioning when we all went to go see the Batman movie. Mm-hmm. It was just nonstop commercials and crap and just stupid stuff that was going on. You were just like, you kept complaining about it. I was like, well, how else do they do it? And then you told us what they did at your theater. And I thought, yeah, we got screwed. Well, that's cool. about So, yeah. So we got our food and they started the previews and then their projector took a dump. Oh no! And so (laughs) we're all like, we're waiting for maybe 10 minutes. uh, And then they say, we're sorry, everybody our projector is broken. We have to move you to a, a theater number two. So we all had to get up and this, oh we were in a much bigger theater. So number yeah. two, theater two is a much smaller theater. Yeah. Speaking uh, of like but, number two and taking it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It was number two work for it. The, the luckily, um, the theater, the big theater we were in was not full. It was maybe half full. And, uh, but the second theater was much fuller and people were trying to figure out where to sit and stuff. And people were taking each other's seats and we all figured it out. We all got seated and the movie started. Everything was fine. Five minutes before the end of the movie, some knucklehead pulled the fire alarm at the mall at the mall. <laughs> oh my gosh, and so, are you serious? and so I missed the last five <laughs> minutes. I, 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 I did get to see the, you know, the climax of the film and, okay, and good. I just missed, I missed whatever dialogue, they had at the very last few minutes and then whatever end of credit scene they might've had. I missed that as well. So, which I heard the end credit scenes were kind of important, but okay. Well, don't know anything about them either. I'll, I'll catch them when they come out on streaming. Uh, but, uh, so I, I have to say, Brian, I went into this movie thinking it was going to be kind of a shallow continuation of the last Spider-Man movie. Yep. Uh, which, which we talked as about. you know, I, I did not like that much mm-hmm. or I, I didn't like as much as everyone else. Let's put it that way. But I was pleasantly surprised with this one. Okay, uh, it was a very epic movie, nice. uh, much more epic than I thought it would be a very good fit for the MCU in my opinion. Um, and just, I think the, the thing that I really appreciated the most about it was the sheer creativity that went into the creation of the other universes that they traveled through interesting like most of them you only see them for just a second or two mm-hmm. but just how creative they were and crazy and weird uh that that was i i thought that might be a little annoying and i thought i really did think this was just going to be a lot of eye candy a lot of colors a lot of purple you know purple neon purple is really huge in movies right now because it's eye candy it, it, yeah. it, it well, people like to watch it look at our background um, <laughs> just a lot of that stuff, but no, it was, it was, there was some of that stuff, but it was, yeah. there was also just a lot of sheer artistic creativity in this film. And I, I really appreciated that. Um, it was really impressive. And, and there's a lot, there's lots of Scarlet Witch in the movie. And I love that. Nice. She's, she's one of the main characters in the film and it's, it's wonderful. Good. And there's a lot of character development with her. So more character development. So I'd say it's possibly the best Dr. Strange movie in my opinion. I, I really, and I really like the first one. So yeah, nice, I, I, I went. I went away. I came out of that movie very happy. So good. Well, you, in in spite of the adventure we had. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear about the adventure, but <laughs> I'm really glad to hear you like the movie because I was 
Like I wasn't, I wasn't excited about. And I mean, I was, I was excited. Let me. How do I explain? Yeah. I put this. I was going to see it, and I was looking forward to it, but it wasn't like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see it. It was kind of like, me hey, too. You know, another movie coming out. We'll see. We'll, we'll me get too. to it eventually. But it wasn't like I got to get in line and. Anyway, but that makes me yeah. more excited to go see it. And, and yeah. when I actually make a friend, then I'll be able to go to a movie <laughs> with someone. When Brian finally makes a friend. <laughs> I need a friend. <laughs> oh, well, man. Eventually. Well, I, I, I got to talk about Star Trek. Well, I guess you, you did see the first episode of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yeah. We're yeah. going to do a review on the first two episodes. If you're watching and listening to this episode... As it comes out May 13th. Oh, it's Friday the 13th. Thir- Did you just realize it's Friday the 13th? I'm not superstitious in the light. I know you're least, not, but so I don't just, care. It's funny to mention though, you know, um, <laughs> I know should, I just, we should get our hockey masks on and our chainsaws. Yeah. I just never think about it when, when Friday yeah. the 13th comes around. I just never think about it. So, well, anyway, there it is. Hi, happy Friday the 13th. So <laughs> next, if you're, you know, watching or listening within time next Tuesday, which will be, uh, you know, May 17th. We're going to be doing our review on Star Trek Strange New Worlds, the first two episodes. I've been kind of excited about this for the most part because I loved Captain Pike. I loved the character that they created in Discovery. I like Anson, the actor. He's it's one of those like, honestly, that's to me been the best part of Discovery, period, was the Captain Pike storyline. That was certainly, in my opinion, the best season of Discovery, hands down. I, I would agree with that. Uh, yeah, it really was. And, season two. And it was it was it was pre-woke Discovery. So Sort of. It I mean, was, it, was it wasn't down quite road, as agendized. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't quite as agendized yet. So, yeah, it was more like, let's just have Star Trek, you know? Yeah. So I was excited and they announced that. Well, it's been, you know, over two years ago that they announced that. And so I thought, well, you know, it's going to come out eventually. And then I saw the, the preview for it and I was a little concerned because, you know, they were showing some things and I thought, okay. They might well, be going is, down that whole agenda path again, but you know, same studio, CBS studios. So and same everybody, I mean, same showrunner. Yeah. So they're probably going to go yeah. somewhere with that. But I just thought, they you are, know, can we yeah. please just tell some cool Star Trek? But I'll, I'll tell you this. I watching the first episode immediately was like, okay, this is the Star Trek that we've been trying to get now since discovery started. And mm-hmm. I feel like maybe not the best episode, like that one episode, you know, in discovery where he goes back and he's, He's on that. Oh gosh. He's on the planet from the original episode, the cage, the original TOS, you know, the original series cage episode. And they, they kind of, that was a phenomenal episode. There have been some other really good episodes in, in, you know, season two of of discovery. But, and again, I I've liked Picard. I've liked some of the stuff that Picard has done. And then there's been a lot that I, as you know, haven't liked as much. So, you know, watching this first episode, I'm, I'm starting off and I'm like, this feels like, Star Trek again. It feels like they're telling a glorious story. They're going back to kind of the origin of things. I know it's a reimagining and that's fine. You actually meet Uhura as a young person. Yeah. I loved it. Um, you've got number nurse chapel comes in there, which that was interesting to me, but we're not going to talk about this today. We'll talk about it more in the review, right? But I was just to me, let's put it this way. There's a lot to love in the first episode may not love it all, but there's a lot to love. And I love Rebecca Romjin as number one. I just love her in general. I think wait, she's awesome. Wait. It's Rebecca Romain. Oh, that's how you pronounce it. Romjin. I love Romjin. Rebecca Romjin. Is it really Romain? That sounds like, like a Romain start, lettuce. Yeah. yeah. Rebecca Romain. I didn't know that after all these that's years, how, that's I've how been everyone's a big fan always of her and I've never, I, yeah. wow. I appreciate you correcting me because, um, <laughs> I like that you said Romjin. I think I like Romjin's that, yeah. cooler. <laughs> it just sounds like, a you know, like, Hello, I'm Rebecca Romaine and I'm Rebecca Rumgen. Doesn't that just yeah, sound cooler? Klingon. 
She should yeah. have hung on. Yeah. Sorry, Rebecca. No. I feel bad. She but no, she doesn't. She's like, I get it all the time. Rebecca Ramjin. Sorry, I'm going with Ramjin because it's just, it's a cool but name. I've, I agree. Like, I'm a lion. Let's just do it. I'm a lion. Let's do it. All right. Well, anyway, I Ramjin. love Rebecca. Becky. Bex. Um, we're going to call her that. The Bexter. Little yeah. Becky. Becky. She's awesome. And I just, I've always been a fan of her as, a, as an actress anyway. So anyway, I'm excited to see where it goes. We'll see what happens. But you know, what did you think overall? I was happy with the first episode. I'm, I'm still just very nervous about where the season's going to go because CBS is running it and, and they're, you know, they're on that whole trend that Hollywood's on right now. And it's just annoying. So I, I, I have, I don't have the highest hopes for this season because of who the showrunners are, mm-hmm. but I did enjoy the first episode and I got my fingers crossed. Let's put it that way. Well, good. I think I'm in the same yeah. boat. I'm, I'm cautiously hopeful. Yes. Yeah. That's I'm not even optimistic yeah. about it really because you're right. It's the same people that have kind of in my, I mean, they've destroyed discovery. I mean, let's just put it that way. Yeah, and they kinda have. they've kind of, uh, they, they wrote some Picard episodes that just weren't as good as they should have been too. So, right. Especially the end. Yeah. <laughs> I still to this day have not gotten past episode two of season four of discovery. I just, I, I watched the first two episodes and was just like, yeah. I am bored. I don't like this. I've, I've been trudging through it. I've still got a couple episodes left in the season, but I've, I've, yeah. I've been making it through. So it's not horrible. It's not, it's not the worst Star Trek I've ever seen, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's better than Star Trek five. No, it's not. Star oh. Trek five is better than season four of discovery for sure. Oh Definitely. wow! Oh yeah. yeah, that's quite a statement. It is. <laughs> At least Star Trek Five has some charm and character, in like acting ability. And I'm sorry, that was mean. All right, let's. <laughs> oh, we don't do mean on the real Brian I'm show. Totally kidding. Actually, well, I'm kind of <laughs> kidding actually because uh, honestly, the acting in Discovery is is I think mostly fine. I don't think it's really the actors as much as it's the direction of the show and. Yeah, it's the writing, really. It's it's really yeah. the writing. It's all about the writing. It is. Yeah, we're going to go with that. Dude, you know what it's time for? It's time to end Ooh. the show. Well, thanks for joining hey, us. Hey, we're done. Oh, I'm totally kidding. Actually, um, <laughs> I think it's time for an origin because yeah. one came in from the Wraith. Is that correct? Yeah. So a while back, uh, several months ago, the Wraith sent us both an email or sent you an email that you forwarded yeah. to me uh, of a whole list of origins that he wanted me to go through and so when i don't have an origin i kind of go to that email and say okay which ones so i i and i kind of i kind of go down his list and go and i and i start with one and i'm and i start to research it and i'm like no that that won't work that either the origin is not interesting enough or it's just too short or and then i'll just go to the next one and anyway the one i picked from his list this week was silver lining Ooh, that's a good one. Like every cloud has a silver lining. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, Mark the Wraith, for, yeah, for well, your list, you. first of all. And I will continue to use that list. Uh, but so silver lining. So the proverbial saying, it is considered a proverb, uh, every cloud has a silver lining is used to convey the notion that no matter how bad a situation might seem, there's always some good aspect to it. And I often personally... I have that kind of, I try to keep that attitude, you know, like I try to look at for the silver lining and things. You really uh, do. Even though I try. you say sometimes you can be a little bit, uh, what's the word? Pessimistic, cynical at times, you know, that kind of thing too. But you do actually have a, a silver lining more than I think you realize you do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I look you. for it more than I maybe think I do. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm guessing that the silver lining may refer to the visual phenomenon when a cloud's in front of the sun. Uh, there's often a silver outline around the edge of the cloud where the sun is reflecting, you know? Yeah. So, um, and I think that's where the, uh, the, the, you know, the, where the phrase kind of the proto 
originated, but would it the, go back the, to like, remember that 1929 song that I talked about last year when Jupiter was it Jupiter's legacy came out on Netflix and I loved the show and I was like painting the clouds with sunshine and it was this beautiful, beautiful, deep, profound song about basically overcoming the great depression in 1929. And huh. it was just this wonderful song. <laughs> I, it, you know what? I'm going to link it. I'm going to link it in the description uh, of okay. the YouTube channel because it is actual. I, you cannot find the song anywhere, by the way. I found it on oh, YouTube. The version that I like, I found on YouTube. So I'm going to link that if you want to go listen to it. But it's from 1929. It was one of the top hits of the year. Oh, um, but okay. I wonder if, if it kind of goes along with it because it is talking about that. It didn't say silver lining, but it talks about painting the clouds with sunshine and that positive outlook, regardless of how oh, bad things yeah. are. So anyway, continue. Well, we'll see. We'll see where it comes from. So th- this expression is usually said as an encouragement to a person who is overcome by some difficulty and is unable to see any positive way forward. By the way, I forgot to mention this is, I got this from uh, phrases.org.uk, awesome. um, which I've referenced before on other stuff. Um, it is a classic of the Victorian despair, not quote, strive for better things sentiment. Uh, John Milton, the poet, coined the phrase silver lining in his poem, Comus, a mask presented at the Ludlow Castle in 1634. And I'm going to read you some poetry, Ryan. So control yourself. Do not swoon. I see ye visibly and now believe that he, the supreme good to to whom all things ill are but as slavish officers of vengeance, would send a glistening guardian if need were to keep my life and honor unassailed. Was I deceived or did a sable cloud turn forth her silver lining on the night? I did not err. There does a sable cloud turn forth her silver lining on the night and casts a gleam over this tufted grove. I've never read poetry before, Brian. That's interesting. Well, I don't know about all of you listening and watching, but I'm pretty turned on right now. <laughs> so well, it's, it's the beard. It's gotta be. Um, so clouds and silver linings were referred to often in literature from then onward. So Milton was the first one to coin the phrase. Uh, you, usually they, they and, and usually they cited Milton and frequently referred to them as quote Milton's clouds. I didn't know that. It isn't until the days I didn't know any of this. It isn't until the days of uplifting lang- of the uplifting language of the Victoria's England that we begin to hear a version of the proverbial form that we are now familiar with, except the form of the proverb that was usually expressed in the Victorian era was, quote, there's a silver lining to every cloud. Mm. So it's backwards. The currently used, quote, every cloud is a silver lining, first appeared in a literary review in 1849 as a misprint of the Victorian version of the phrase. And then this misprint version of the proverb very quickly gained public acceptance. It appears very frequently in newspapers on both sides of the Atlantic from 1853 onward. Okay. This was, now, this was undoubtedly due to the work of the American writer Sarah Payton Parton. Sarah Payton Parton. That's a hard one to say. Um, like an old re- relative of Dolly. I was just going to say uh, Dolly's she, great-great-grandmother or something like that. Maybe. She, she had been commissioned by the editor of the Home Journal magazine to write a weekly motivational essay on various topics under the pen name of Fanny Fern. That sounds like mm. a very old, you know, early 20th century pen name, yeah. right? Fanny yeah. Fern. These became very popular and Parton soon became the highest paid writer in the United States. Wow. Huh. Yeah. A more recent proverb, which uh, expresses the same idea is, quote, the darkest hour is just before the dawn. So, yeah. Fascinating. There you go. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. 
Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Well, and I should say, by the way, that poetry doesn't do it for me. And I'm, you know, I've never <laughs> been into poetry. It's so funny whenever I, I like, I like Jeopardy a lot and we, we love it. And we're actually finding, I don't know if it's getting easier or if we're just getting smarter. I'm not entirely sure it's probably getting easier. I doubt we're getting smarter, yeah, but I hope not easier. That, that'd yeah. Be, that'd be awful. The, when the poetry categories come up though, I'm just like, I, I, I just, yep. you know, and I had to read poetry yep. in high school and stuff. And I was just like, I don't get it. I don't, I, I just don't, it just isn't me. So I, I appreciate in you, high reading s- it. you did a nice job reading it by the way. Well, thank you. Uh, back in high school, I appreciated poetry somewhat in English class when we were forced to read it. And I do mean forced because uh, it would never occur to me to read poetry. Otherwise I'm just not, yeah. it's not my thing. Yeah. Um, and most of the, the time though, yeah, I do. I do appreciate the art behind it, but for most of the time, it just feels a little pretentious to me. I don't know why. I just, yeah. that's how I feel. So, um, well, it's like that guy in, uh, in final fantasy 14, you know, that Uriange that we call Granger, <laughs> Granger you know, yeah. he doth speak like this and All you know, time. yeah, he's, he's speaking in, in old Shakespearean English constantly. And it's just like, uh, will he shut uh, up now? But some people, okay. Again, this is just us. Some people absolutely love poetry and I, Oh yeah. Nothing against it. I just, it's no. just like you said, it's not for me. It's kind of like country music. Isn't for me. Nothing against country exactly. music. Yeah. That's anyway. right. Well, I appreciate that. Well, I got to I'm just going to share something kind of briefly here because I thought this was kind of cool and, and really it's a short story, but there's a local organization here, by the way, in Colorado that I think it's kind of cool. They're actually teaching children essentially and, and also families, but what, okay. So let me, let me take a step back. Their mission is to inspire philanthropy. I can't even say it, man. Oh my gosh, let's try it again. Philanthropy. Hey, I'm a lion, philanthropy. Philanthropy. Ramjin. Ramjin. This is a great, okay, so we've got mispronunciations. We're going to go Ramjin, philanthropy, and I'm a lion. There we go. Let me try it again. Their mission is to inspire philanthropy in children and their families by celebrating, learning, and connecting through kindness. So first of all, what an amazing mission. And what they're trying to do, by the way, is they're trying to find ways for families to give back in ways that are simple. Because I think a lot of times people say, well, my gosh, I don't have this kind of time or, you know, I, I I could never do something like that. It's so big, you know, so they're trying to find really stupidly simple ways to give back, but that also are actually really helpful and impactful. And then a lot of people, a lot of people who would be philanthropic or philanthropic, prick philanthropic prick uh <laughs> they 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 you All know they'd th- like to and they have the resources pricks. but they just don't they don't have the best idea of how to approach it so true, an organization true. like this would give them kind of a foundation to to pursue that sort of thing yeah so what you're trying to say is don't be a philanthropic be a philanthropic <laughs> don't be philanthropic be philanthropic yes <laughs> I, I like what you're saying and you are right that, that it is hard to figure out some things. And sometimes you say, what kind of a difference could I actually make? You know, I'm just one right. person sort of thing too. Right. But I like it because um, they're, they're finding that people actually have already been doing really amazing things at grassroots levels. And so what they're trying to do is they, they created this kindness expo. And so it's celebrating kindness and then it's basically bringing people together to once again, it's teaching children first and families. And, and this is what I like though. They're teaching the families and the children at the same time in the sense of that the children are learning how to be kind, how to be philanthropic <laughs> um, and how to actually learn how to give and what giving means and how impactful it actually can be and stuff like that at a young age. But then they're also teaching families how to continue to enforce that in their children so that their children grow up to be 
kinder and more philanthropic. I can't even say it now. Philanthropic. Yeah. There we go. No, we want to say philanthropic. Yeah. Don't be a philanthropic, whatever. That's, that's a great that's idea really because neat. I mean, it, I mean, a, a knee jerk reaction to hearing about something like that, a kindness expo would be kind of, you know, that, that sounds kind of corny or lame, but it does. Yeah. But, but it, if it, you think yeah. about it, it's we, the world needs more of that stuff and all sorts yep. and on all communities. I mean, why not? Why not? Why not have an expo just to show people how they can to, just to show people get guide them into mm-hmm. how to be more philanthropic and yeah and uh, and to help their communities out easier. I mean, if people just have if if people pursue ideas at something like this, it might make it very easy for them to to be kinder to mm-hmm. their community and stuff like that. So yeah. And that's what I like is that they're starting it locally and trying to inspire it forward so that it grows out into other communities and then eventually across the U S and then into other countries and so on. But yeah, I I love that they're not just doing something. I like that they're instilling this philanthropic mindset and kindness mindset in children and in families too, so that it, it needs to be in our younger generation. I mean, it really does because it's, it's amazing to me um, in, in the most unseemly places that you think are safe from people's anger, political and belief um, attacks. Let's call it that because that's really what they are. You get attacked. Mm. I'm in a safe place. I mean, and all of a sudden somebody just says something or why is everybody so angry right now and so negative and so hateful? And then I find it ironic that people will say, well, like I've been beaten down and I haven't felt safe, which that's very true, right? That that's a real thing right now. But then after they're done saying that I have not been, I've not felt safe and I've been beaten down, then they turn around and bash the person or the people group that did that to them. And it's like, that's not going to win you any friends either. That's a slapping contest. You can't do it. You, you have to say, I've been beaten down. I haven't had a safe place. May I have one period stop and then let it go and and don't be bitter and don't attack someone because as soon as you start attacking someone, then it's not going to be a safe place anymore because you, you picked a fight. So right. it's it's funny, and I'm watching the NBA champ uh, the, the tournament right now. You know the the playoffs and stuff. And I, of course, I, I love my Phoenix Suns. It's amazing to me though how at the end of Game Five, there's just all these like emotions, and then they just start like jawing on at each other, and then they're ready to fight. And you're just like, and and the fans are getting angry at the players of too. Course. And I'm just like, <sighs> it's an emotionally charged sport. It's, it I mean, is, it can it be, is, but especially it's not when you friends. So. It's it's just. Yeah, yeah, you know, you 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 pick a fight, someone's going to follow through and they're going to join you, you know. So, it's I I love yes. this idea about spreading kindness because right now that's what we need. That's what the world needs more than anything else is kindness regardless of whether you agree with someone else or not. There's clearly some things going on right now where people are very divided, and that's okay. It's good that people are divided. We need people on both sides so that we can kind of go, well, this, this side has a good point and this side has a good point. Let's find a mutually agreeable place. But beyond all of that must come kindness and respect and valuing each other because that's not what's happening. And that's what I want more than anything else right now. And so I'm glad that someone else is doing it. You're right. It it sounds cliche to say that the world needs more kindness. I mean, how how many, how many centuries have people been saying that or some some version of that, but right now it's, it's more true than ever. Uh, We're, I mean, the the world is, when I look at the news and I, I, I'm almost to the point where I don't want to look at the news anymore. I'm almost to that point. Finally, 
yeah. uh, to, there are, where I just don't want to, except for Good News Network or something like that. Uh, but to, to look at the mainstream news right now is, I mean, there's, there's so much bad things happening, or at least that's, that, that's what they would like you to think, or at yeah. least uh, what, what, whatever it is. Uh, it's, there's a lot of negative stuff, a lot of negative forces out there right now. And it's, and it's, I think it's really affecting society as a whole all over the world. It is. So, uh, yeah, it's things like this kindness expo. You can't go wrong. Uh, and I really hope that number one, they succeed. And number two, that they, their example is followed elsewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, I was having an interesting thought actually this whole week. And I got to thinking that, you know, when I was younger and stuff and you know, even, even in college, like it wasn't even when I was a kid, but you know, when you're a kid and you're in high school and college, of course you've got your issues, you've got your troubles, you know? Sometimes the biggest stress is getting through finals week, you know, and I'm like, man, if that's all the stress I had as an adult, holy cow, that'd be easy. <laughs> but I mean, in the moment, that's the most stressful thing, you know, and that's so I get it. But uh, mm -hmm. I'll tell you, it's thinking back, though, I got that. I mean, like, why was I granted? I, I had a good family life and not everybody has had that. So that's yeah, a blessing true. that I'm very thankful for. Very true. Yeah. And but I think about, too, that, you know, in, in general, regardless of the troubles and the negative things that happen. I just felt like things were fine, you know, like, yes, there were bad things going on in the world. I mean, nine 11 happened not too long after college for me. Um, it was right out of college actually. Um, yeah, you know, there were, there were bad things that were going on back then too, but for whatever reason, I didn't worry about it as much. It's like, I just wasn't, I wasn't, um, I wasn't as affected by it. And so mm. I got to thinking, well, is it, is that because there was less going on? I don't think so. Now, granted there was less, uh, what's the word there, there we, was less being, we were being bombarded less with information. We didn't have social media. We didn't right. have, you know, the abundance of the internet that we have. It was still, it was there. We had the internet, but it wasn't have, in our face all the time. You didn't have quite the polarization politically that you did back that back then that you do now. So yeah, well, I mean, I mean there, did, there was, there was polarization, especially, yeah, especially yeah. after, after the Clinton administration and then into the uh, Bush administration after that, there yeah. was division, but it yeah. was, it pales in comparison to now. It really does. Yeah, I mean, there's, but there, there's been stuff going on. I mean, since before we were born into, you know, as far as division and stuff and obviously there always has been. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, yeah. But I think we just knew less because there was less information available to us. And so I think that's part of it. But then the other mm. thing too, is, you know, talking about painting the clouds with sunshine, by the way, I love 1920s music. So that, and, and it's like almost 1930s, but it's kind of weird that I love all these generations. I would strongly, strongly encourage you to listen to this song, whether you like the twenties music or not. It's such a cheery and, and yet it's such a good perspective, but it's a wonderful song. Click on it. It'll be like I said, it'll be in the description below in the YouTube channel. Um, I won't put it in the show notes for the podcast. So you'll have to go to the YouTube channel to get it just because it's on YouTube. So check it out though, because thinking about that, looking outside right now, they know the grass is finally green plants, flowers, leaves are, are blooming, you know, and I just get to thinking there's so much stuff going on, you know, and, and thank God we live in a country that is relatively safe for the most part right now. For now. Yeah. And I think of, well, hopefully, hopefully everything's for now. To me. Well, well, everything is for now because we only have right now. So exactly. And you know, I, I we have, we have good freedoms here, you know, and, and yeah, things aren't yes. great. You know, things are challenging. We've got our own sets of challenges, you know, and everybody does, but I just keep going like if I live in the moment and I don't worry about what's going on and I just kind of think, hey, look, look, everything's fine. It's okay. You know, we're just doing our thing. We're living right now. We don't know what's going to happen. We can worry about what might happen, but or but it may never come to pass either. And so yeah. 
True. We do the best with what we have in this moment. And again, it goes back to like choosing positivity, looking for that silver lining, as you said, painting the clouds with sunshine. You know, it's just like, we got to look at what we have that's beautiful and good in our lives, whatever that may be. And we have to focus on those things and we have to try to just let the rest go for now. Do our part, whatever we can do, do our part and then let the rest go. But I wish people would just hear this because no matter how much I say it (laughs) everywhere I look and everyone I know is not taking this to heart. And then they they go and they're just, man, I'm like, what the heck is going on? Everybody like stop and just relax. No, but we we can, we can relate to that. Uh, You and I, we, we, we all struggle with that. All we've talked about this before. We all struggle with, with, with seeing the, the obvious good in our lives because the negative, whether it's in our lives or external or whatever, it's so, you know, when things are going good, you, everything, you don't notice, but when something, when you stub your toe, ow, you know, it's, it hurts. If mm-hmm. you're walking along, you're just walking along, but yep, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bad thing that happens that, that gets your attention. Yeah. And so, uh, but I feel like we're able to, well, mostly bounce back pretty quickly because of what we've learned and what we're experiencing and trying to talk about here, you know, and, and part of the reason we talk about it is because we need to tell ourselves this. Exactly. You know? Yeah, but it's, I feel like a someone lot of other needs people to remind don't ourselves back yeah. fast enough. And it's just like, yeah. I really, truly hope that our show does have substance for you and does. Cause I mean, I feel like we deliver substance every single week. I just hope it's heard, but I also want it to be fun. And you know, we do nerd out about random things too, because that's kind of the whole point. Life needs to be a balance of fun and meaningful. Yeah. I like it. Okay. One thing, speaking of a uh, uh, fun stuff, I have one quick song to share and this is courtesy of the mad scientist. Thank you, by the way. He was like, we were chatting about music and stuff. And he said, well, have you ever heard of Marina? And I said, nope. And he said, check out Handmade Heaven. Handmade Heaven. There we go. By Marina. Fantastic. So I will link that. Yeah, I'll make sure it's in the list. I'll make sure it's in the actual Spotify list. It'll be linked and everything. Check it out. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. The last time I told someone that every cloud has a silver lining... They tickled me till I peed myself and replied, now your pants have a golden lining. Upgrade. Well, you know what the music means. I do. Actually, more and more. I'm the bathroom now. Thanks a lot. I'm, I've been holding it for the whole time. The actually. whole time, yeah. I, you see me dancing? Uh, yeah. Well, hey, don't forget to join us for all of our other beautiful, beautiful episodes that are happening. Go to the YouTube channel, subscribe there. Everything, all the descriptions in the description below on YouTube and in the show notes for the Real Brian Show podcast. Have a great rest of your week. We're signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.